Hello everyone, I'm Paris Fox, and I'd like to welcome you to 12 O'Clock High, a podcast on business leadership with Tom Fox, hosted by Richard Lummis. This is Tom Fox. Richard Lummis is on assignment this week, so I am visiting with Amy Bernard Bond, a well-known compliance and leadership expert, to take a look at five of the top leadership failures and scandals from 2019. In this series, we look at leadership failures at Boeing, Goldman Sachs, Ericsson, Wells Fargo, and today we begin with Boeing. The series is a lot of fun and very topical, and I know you will enjoy it. This special series, uh, 12 O'Clock High, is a production of the Compliance Podcast Network. Thanks so much for listening. Hello, everyone. This is Tom Fox, back again with Amy Bernard Bond for a part two of a five-part exploration of failures in corporate governance and leadership over the past year that caught uh, our collective eye. Today, we're going to take a look at one of the most tragic ones, uh, not only for the human element, but for uh, the U.S. and a lot of other reasons. And that, of course, is the ongoing scandal at Boeing. Uh, Amy, there's so much to begin with and talk through. Um, why don't maybe you just start out with some of uh Unfortunately, the highlights, uh, or perhaps the lowlights is the better phrase, uh, that you wanted to start with, and we can go from there. Sure. Thanks, Tom. Yeah, this one just really makes me sad. Um, this is a broken culture, low trust, lack of accountability to each other, and really unhealthy cultural norms at work. And you just have to wonder, how could this have gone on without anybody you know, noticing at the top for so long? Um, you know, Boeing's the largest manufacturing exporter in the United States, and their fate can sway our national economy. And they were one of the greats. You know, they, they represented the pinnacle of American engineering at one point. They helped us win World War II. They landed men on the moon, um, built Air Force One, you know, and even made travel you know, glamorous. So if you just think about, you know, how far they've fallen... Uh, to use, I guess, a tragic metaphor, um, and the disregard for human life that I see evidence in these emails that were just released. I can't imagine having to work at this company, uh, what it was like for employees and how they must all feel right now. Um, Yeah, at one point, there was one email, I think, where an employee said, you know, we now have a culture of good enough. And for someone to even think that the culture was was good enough, um, they can't even mean that. When, when you look at what actually was taking place in leadership and in decision-making. Amy, one of the things that uh, I have found more unique about this scandal is uh, you mentioned Wells Fargo and how uh, there was a disconnect, certainly between the top and middle and lower, uh, lower management and levels of employees. Um, what, and, but in Wells Fargo, what I didn't see was a disconnect between uh, employees and really a co- toxic culture among employees. You mentioned the recent uh, tranche of emails. I think the one that everybody's focused on, and, and I, I certainly did, was these planes are designed by idiots uh, led by um, monkeys. And, you know, that in the South, that's a hugely loaded phrase. I'm not sure that they had racial overtones in, with that, but when you have that sort of toxicity uh, between employees, that's a level of cultural um, just a disaster that we haven't typically seen in some of the large failures. 
Um, the 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 thing you didn't mention that I have really wondered about is is in our community, at least in my community, the compliance community, Boeing is extraordinarily well thought of and has been viewed as having one of the top compliance programs. Yet all of this has come out. I guess the question I really wanted to pose to you, and this is uh, to asking you to put on your consulting hat, how, how do you turn this entire toxic culture around? It's so different than even, as I said, Wells Fargo. Yeah, well, we've got a new CEO, David Calhoun, and he's the one that released the emails and you know came out finally saying, yes, we're going to require simulator training. So those were two obvious changes to make in an attempt, I think, to reboot. But he's going to have to start from the ground up. Um, this is a huge challenge. I, I see it as a total turnaround. Having been both an HR executive and a chief compliance officer, I also wonder, you know, where was HR? Um, I don't personally know anyone there. Um, and I've certainly seen our colleagues, you know, at the compliance conferences. Um, but I really hope that HR finance and audit and compliance will work hand in glove to support David in completely rebuilding this company uh, because we all, uh, you know, I think want to root for them. Um, It's, it's unusual, Tom, when you have, I think one of the things that most was most telling to me about the toxicity of the culture and how low the standard is and how depressed the entire culture must be is you have the chief engineer for the airplane, Mark Forkner, who actually appears to have felt like he needed to take on a sales role. Um, There's a really interesting exchange for those of you who are into the details, um, who had an exchange with someone who was questioning the decision around, you know, providing extra training for the new plane software that was later found to be a real role in the crashes. And he says to the employee, we need to sell this as a very intuitive, basic pilot skill basically saying, you know, we, we want to avoid having to have more training. So I, I question the incentives. I question the pressure on everyone. Um, you know, for years, you've, you have someone um, going back as far as 2016, an employee saying about the 737 MAX, this is a joke, this airplane is ridiculous. How, how can a crash happen two years later and then they still don't take it off the line? You know, it, didn't, it wasn't until the second crash, Tom, that, that this was taken out. Um, I also question one thing that, that I'm curious about your thoughts on is the regulatory relationship. You know, the FAA, I question how cozy the relationship is here with the FAA and, uh, and Boeing um, because they approved it. And I wonder what the due diligence was on that. So I, I wouldn't have characterized it as cozy. I would have characterized it as neutered. That uh, I thought the FAA was effectively neutered. Uh, this, uh, as much as I don't want to have to admit it, it didn't start under the Trump administration. It's been uh, regulatory neutering for uh, since at least the Bush administration. Tell me more about that. How how was it neutered? The uh, that uh, the uh, political appointees basically instructed the uh, full time non political staff uh, to back off and to not really enforce the level of scrutiny around the changes uh, that were being made to the 737 MAX and really test out with a rigor that they had previously done. And so okay. the uh, when the political appointees are making those instructions and the company can run to the political appointees anytime to get something approved, 
you see the rank and file really fall into line pretty quickly. Uh, that, of course, had uh, super tragic consequences. Two planes fall out of the sky um, because of this, and uh, the um, obviously the dam- damage to Boeing, the damage to the suppliers, the damage to the U.S. economy, uh, the damage to the individual uh, uh, employees at Boeing as well. And, and the other thing I've been thinking about, and you, you hit it on the head there, the, um, the largest ex, uh, manufacturing export in the United States. Uh, and one might think, well, when you're number one, you kind of got it made. But the reality is the pressure that was on them as number one to not only maintain that position, but they had, uh, uh, they did have international competition. Uh, they did have to put planes out, products out, and they put pressure all the way down the line, and it turned out to be undue pressure, I think, that uh, really uh, hurt them. And then did that lead to misrepresentations to regulators, or was the culture so toxic that they felt like they could obstrificate and uh, misrepresent to regulators? I don't know the answer to that, but it, it seems to me the accountability you've been talking about uh, in in the Boeing case we typically don't have the regulators as a part of the discussion of toxicity, but I think it's an absolute part that has to be discussed. And from the regulatory standpoint, um, I think the FAA is going to be uh, hypersensitive to criticism uh-huh. now. And I just hope that our new CEO at Boeing uh, does not call President Trump and say, we've given the AA, FAA everything and you know they're holding us back from getting approval on this. That wasn't true when he said it. It's not true now. Uh, And when you do that to regulators who are already under scrutiny, uh, things are going to slow down exponentially. Yeah, well, 40% of people have said that they won't fly on the plane no matter what. So the public, uh, you know, opinion is going to have to be won here and they'll vote with with their dollars. Um, I, 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 Wish David, you know, all the luck. This this was a great American company, and I, I really hope they find their way. Amy, that's probably as fine a point to end on uh, as uh, we can. But uh, uh, I hope our listeners will join us for part three of our five part series tomorrow. We're going to delve into the FCPA a little bit and international intrigue around Goldman Sachs and one MDB. Amy, thanks so much, and I look forward to continuing the conversation. Absolutely, Tom. Me too. This is Paris Fox again. We hope you enjoyed this episode of 12 O'Clock High, a podcast on business leadership with Tom Fox. If you enjoyed the show, please go to iTunes and rate the podcast. Thank you for listening. This is Tom Fox again. Thank you so much for listening to part two of our five-part exploration of leadership failures from 2019. I hope you'll join us tomorrow where we take up the leadership failures from Goldman Sachs. Thank you for listening. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.